give him glory. Clap your hands and magnify his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Doesn't it feel good in God's house? Doesn't it feel good to know him in the fullness of his power? And I want to tell you, if you don't know him in the fullness of his power, if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost before, there is not a better night than tonight to receive the free gift of the Holy Ghost. God has it for you, for your children, for those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? Woo! That looks like about 10 people are really thankful for it. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? Don't you remember where you were when God found you and pulled you up out of the miry clay? I, I, I wish you'd just take about 10 seconds and look back over your shoulder at what God brought you through and then give him praise and then give him glory. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Woo! Hallelujah. Hey, man, Psalms chapter 44, verse 1. Look at somebody and tell them I'm about to go crazy. Now you know you can't lie in church. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 44 and verse 1. We have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us what work thou didst in their days, in the times of old. How thou didst drive out the heathen with thy hand and plantest them. How thou didst afflict the people and cast them out. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arms save them, but thy right hand and thine arm and the light of thine countenance, because thou hast favored unto them. I want to preach that so bad. I might here in a minute. Thou art my king, O God. Command deliverances for Jacob. Through thee will we push down our enemies. Through thy name we will tread them under that rise up against us. They then said, For I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. But thou hast saved us from our enemies and hast put them to shame that hated us. Verse 8 says, In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. Selah. Amen. Let's lift our hands and talk to the Lord for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Give you glory. Give you honor. God, we love you because you're so good. We thank you because you're all powerful. We know that you're in this house tonight to work a miracle, to give somebody, God, the Holy Ghost. You're in this house tonight to set people free, to break chains, to destroy fetters. We ask you, God, have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Victory. Come on, somebody ought to just shout victory. 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 Hey. Hey, man, you can be seated just for a moment. Ah, but don't sit down on me long. I'm just going to go ahead and warn you. I'm going to preach about this deep. So just, if you're waiting for the good stuff, I already got to it. Hallelujah. This portion of Scripture is gratification to God from the Hebrew people 
as they began to look back over their life and see all that God has done for them. The beginning of this chapter begins as they reminisce of the stories of how their fathers told them. They said, we have heard with our ears how you started working, how you started making a way out of no way. They talk about a God that would drive out the inhabitants of the promised land and how he afflicted the people and it was God's hand that favored them. Can I, I told you I was going to preach this. I just felt it. I'm going to preach it now. Can I tell you that it don't matter what goes on in your life, if the favor of God is on you, there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Sometimes I just like to make the devil mad and tell him I'm favored. I've got the hand of God on my life. So, sometimes you just need to get in the devil's face every now and again and say, you could take me out, but you can't because God stepped in, because I've got the favor of God on my life, and because I've got favor, I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed when I come in, and when I go out, I've got favor. tell you right now, the devil would love nothing more to tear this church apart, but he can't do it because it's got the favor of God on it. The devil would love to shut the doors, but he can't do it because the favor of God is on it. The devil would love to tear your family apart, but he can't do it because the favor of God is on your family. The devil would love for you to be sitting in an insane asylum having lost your mind, but he can't do it because the favor of God steps in. And so they, 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 they write and they talk about all the goodness of God. They recognize how big God is. And then they say, we're not going to trust in our, in our bows and in our arrows and in our swords because we got a God that's bigger than all of that. And then it goes on to say, in God we boast all the day long and we'll praise his name forever, Selah. Now this word, Selah, is printed throughout the book of Psalms used by many different altars and it's placed behind many different types of scriptures. One instance is in Psalms chapter 7 and verse 5. David is writing and he says these words, Let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. Selah. Now that sounds like a whole different story than what we just read. They talking about how God drove out the enemy. They talking about how they, they got victory because the favor of God was on them. And then they use this word. And now David is talking about, you know what, I messed up. He's talking about his sin. And he said, I messed up. He said, and now my enemies have come. I'm just going to let them win. That's messed up. This is two totally different things talking about here. But the same word is applied. Now, how in the cornbread world can you have a group of people using this word to sing about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done and use the same word and apply it to a guy that his life is about to be lost? 
It's simply because David understood what the word meant. Some say it means forever. Some think it means different things. I don't have time to get into all of that. But what we do know is that it was a time of a pause. And so it was written within the music. And this word Selah was inserted there. Letting the musicians know that this is a pause. What is the pause for? David had a great revelation of what the pause was for. Because as you begin to study the word Selah, you'll find that the word Selah was a time that the writer would write the word and then he would put his pen down and he would walk away from the desk and he would worship. So how can you sing that song and say that word when your enemy is persecuting you, when everything's going wrong? I, I, I can understand why you're singing it after God's done made a way, but how can you sing it when their life is being turned upside down? You ready? Here's what we're preaching right now. I'm, not, I'm almost done already. Because David understood that any time is a good time for a praise break. He said, it doesn't matter if it's good or it's bad. I can set the pen down and I can walk away and I can give God glory because I know in spite of my situation, God has been... you're going through, but I can tell you this, if you're on the mountain or you're in the valley, anytime is a good time for a praise break, anytime is a good time to give him glory, anytime is a good time to bless his Baby, I don't have to know what you've been through. Anytime is a good time to praise him. I can't praise him because things are bad. But even when it's bad, it's still a good time to give him glory. How many here have situations that you don't really want to deal with? you right now. One, two, three, go. Now, when, when we start talking about this, you can't help but think about people in the Bible that didn't get to tell their own story. Bradford, I started thinking about the woman with an issue of blood. What would, have, what would she say if she got to write the story of her account? <laughs> what would she say if she got to come to church and stand up and give a testimony of how God made a way? I, I'm sure she'd tell us about the struggle. I'm sure she'd tell us about all the nights she laid awake and she cried. I'm sure she'd talk about how she felt when she got up in the morning because her body was the life was literally being sucked out of her body but then she'd tell us one day I heard about a man named Jesus I heard that he cleansed lepers I heard that he opened the blinded eyes I heard I heard that he unstopped the deaf ears and I made my way to where Jesus was and if she was here she'd get done and she'd say at the end of that Selah and I believe if she was telling the story she'd have lost her mind right there because she know I once was sick but now I dare somebody right now that's got a 
is in your body. Don't wait till you get healed. Shout now. Don't wait until the sickness is gone. But give him a shell of praise. Because even when you're sick, when I'll be able, he's able, he's able. the four was here the Bible tells us about a woman her husband died <laughs> and he left her a lot of debt that was just a King James way of saying her money was funny and, and so she shows up at the prophet's house and she looked at the preacher and said preacher what am I going to do the debtors are coming and they're about to take my babies looks at the woman and he says go borrow vessels borrow not a few can I tell somebody tonight that the reason you haven't received an overflow of blessings is because you showed up to church with just a few vessels you can't get big miracles without a lot of vessels to fill up you can't get big blessings without a lot of vessels without big faith see her coming to church maybe it was something that and it looked like this on Sunday night and she sat on the back pew service in and service out and said I'm not going to go up there and shout I'm not going to go up there and dance and she kept going home and she didn't have enough money to pay the bills but when the man of God said use what you got in your house find some anointing oil find, oh, find you something that you already have see because we, we keep looking for the answer to come from without Oh, I'm helping somebody right now. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I wasn't planning on saying this. We keep looking for the miracle to come from without. Well, if I can just get that job, if I can just get that house, that car, if I could just go to that church. The miracle, can I tell you that your problem's going to follow you everywhere you go until you figure out how to reach from within. What do you have in your house? you don't feel like you have anything that's a value but what do you have in your house I have nothing save a cruise of all my family's messed up my money's funny but I got a little bit of all and God said that's it that's all you needed. So you don't have to wait till you start shouting when, when you finally get the miracle. You just start shouting over what you got. In Pentecost, we're not good at praising over the partial. We want to shout over the whole miracle, over the whole blessing. But you know what heaven does? The Bible says that heaven rejoices over one sinner that doesn't pray through the Holy Ghost. He doesn't get baptized, he just repents. We need to start looking a little bit more like heaven and we don't need to see the whole picture but we see just the beginning of the picture. We just start seeing the start of the miracle and we... I can, 
I can see her going into her house, filling up the first jug. Oh my God, this actually worked. No duh, Sherlock. God said it was going to happen. God, God said it was going to happen. What made you think it wasn't? Because when God says it, we, we used to say, have an old saying when I was a kid that God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. That is so inaccurate because God said it, that settles it, whether I believe it or not. If God said it, just start pouring oil. What, what, what would happen if that lady got the mic at testimony service? I seen them coming down the road. They had handcuffs in their hands. They, they, they looked like the kind of guys you didn't want to meet in a dark alley on. And I heard that there was a God that made a way where there was no way. I heard that there was a God that could provide manna in the wilderness. I heard that there was a God that could bring water out of a rock. I, I heard that there was a God that said, I'll make your enemy build your house for you. And so I showed up at the preacher's house and it sounded goofy, but I did what the preacher told me to do. I, and after I got doing, I got through doing what the preacher told me to do, I, my miracle showed up I, and I walked into church broke, busted I, and disgusted, I, but I walked out blessed I, and highly favored. I, and if she told the story, I, I believe there'd be a five letter word. I, she would have put down the pen. If she wrote the story, she'd have put down the piano and started running the aisles. If she wrote the story, she'd have been leaping for joy with a silly breeze. This is a time I told my story, but you can't tell it like I can tell it with my praise. I'm gonna. but you ain't acting like it. And, and, and it's catchy to just say it. But when you got it, you'll act like it. Well, that, that's just not me. That's not how I do things. That's fine. Stay in your dysfunction. That's fine. You don't have to get the miracle. But there's somebody here tonight that says, you want to know something? I've been doing without long enough. I've been broken long enough. I've been depressed long enough. I've been in dysfunction long enough. I'm gonna give him a sailor praise. And even though I'm in the valley, I'm gonna praise him. Even though I'm down, I'm gonna praise him. There are, there are a few different words in the Hebrew language for the word praise. One is the word halal. It's our English word, hallelujah. And it has several meanings, but if you look it up in the Strong's Concordance, one definition means to be made clear. And it, it, it literally says, I'm making this plain. I'm shouting about it. And I'm making it plain. I'm praising the Lord. But, but can I play with the word just a little bit? Another word, another, another 
definition of the word clear is transparent. So if I could play with the word just a little bit, I, I, I don't know how in context this is. I'm just stepping out on a limb of faith here. But when I see that, I can't help but think, what happens when your back's against the wall? Nowhere to go. But you start giving God Selah praise. Halal praise. If, if it could be used in this context, could it be that when the enemy has you in his sights, but you start praising, you literally disappear to the devil. Now you see me. Now you don't. Now you see me. Now you don't. I know I don't have anywhere to go. I'll praise my way out. I'll praise my way through. opportunity because I'm going to tell you something happened in here at the beginning of service that there, there was a door to the miraculous that was open in that moment of worship Pastor Bradford that wasn't just a field space and somebody I can lay my hand on your head somebody didn't take advantage of it and God told me to tell you if you will step out now the miracle that you missed at the beginning of service you can still get it at the end of service. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Because this is what the Bible says. The Bible tells us, praise you the Lord. It tells us to praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet, with the psaltery in the heart, with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the string instruments and the organ. Praise him on the loud cymbals and the high sounding cymbals. Don't you quit just for a second. Hold on. Give, give me one second. He says, praise him with all this wonderful musical instruments that we have. But do you know who wrote that? David wrote that. And let me just tell you, when you're running from your life, from your own son, you don't have time to pack up the band. When you're hiding in a cave all by yourself, you don't have to. You see how much stuff there is up here? Can you imagine? They're coming to kill you. Okay, hold up. Tell them, just wait at the door. Um, get that and put it in a box. Um, we're going to need some, some extension cords. Uh, how are we going to move this, Leslie? Drummer, I feel sorry for drummers that have to set up and tear down. They got so many pieces. How are you going to take all that with you when you're running to the cave of a doolum? So David said, you praise him with the stringed instruments and the organ, but sometimes you're running for your life. And he says, and you don't have the drums, and you don't have the piano, and you don't have the organ, and you don't have the guitars. And so he said, when you ain't got all that, let everything that have breath. 
if you've got breath, you've got a way out. I don't know how bad your problem is, but I'm going to tell you this. Right now in the middle of your trouble, right now in the middle of your trial, it's a good time. It's a good time. It's a good time to give him pride. again in a minute but I wonder if that's somebody here with a breath I wonder if that's anybody that's alive that God has been good that God has made a way that God you ought to open up your mouth and shout for some of you to dance while there ain't any music but that's why you're still bound and that's why you're still depressed because you can shout on Sunday night with the musicians but you go home and you go to work and the devil hits you between the eyes you gotta learn how to walk in the bathroom close the door and just shout a little bit with no music with nobody there with you I give you praise this is my CR praise I'm gonna give you glory Yeah, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him with a loud voice, praise him with a loud voice, praise him. Come on, don't wait on your neighbor. I'm telling you, there's a miracle here. Don't wait on the person in front of you or behind you. Praise him now. Get him glory now. Get him praise now. Help me, Jesus. Come on, I'm telling you, there's miracles in this house right now. I told you that there's miracles in this house right now. Praise him for it. 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 Give him glory.
know already, but it's all right because you're going to get over it. I've, I've, I've got to spend a little time with the CJ, and I, I know a little bit of his story. And his, his wonderful mom and dad who are now in the church. Unfortunately, they weren't born in the church, right? You were raised. How old were you when you got in church? 16 years old when he got in church. I, I'm going to preach this way. I'm not preaching to you, but I'm going to preach this way. That way nobody knows who I'm looking at or thinking about. But it's funny to me to watch service in and service out. Brother CJ, who was 16 years old when God filled him with the Holy Ghost, that shouts right there, dances right there, goes bananas right there. And some of us been born in the church. And we talking about praising our way out and we just kind of standing there doing this number. Ain't slung a bobby pin in 10 years. something there ought to be something inside of some of you that been raised in church that said I'm not gonna sit around and just do the little Pentecostal doo-bop but I'm gonna give God praise like Brother CJ does because God saved me too and I never was in the street I never had to deal with that dysfunction God 